This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United, and you are listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Hello the boys, like Max, oh looking like you've had a nice haircut and a moustache trim there lads. I haven't had a haircut, I've just, I've just changed it about a bit. Ah, I mean, he's, right. he's uh, done his figure so he's got a moustache again now. Yeah, that's, the, the moustache is black to be fair. Uh, there's definitely Good. some effort that's been put in. You alright Liam? Not bad. Ah, we can all see each other, we can all hear each other, so we started pretty well this week. Um, has anyone started the Christmas shopping yet? Um, I've looked at things, haven't bought anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, just to let you know as well, my uh, my laptop hasn't charged properly, so if I drop out at any point, it's because of that. I'll just join on my other computer if that happens. But... Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. No, no worries. Max, do you get any shopping done yet? Yeah, all mine's done, mate. For, for, for once. For the well, first time. Max has. Max is... I mean, <laughs> Max, Max is by far the most responsible and proper person among us so <laughs> <laughs> that is a title I'll, I'll yeah. forever be grateful for <laughs> like uh, out of all of us Max is the real human being you're the grasp on reality that we all yeah. need on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we just sit around playing true blue or not a blue and just yeah. play all day <laughs> <laughs> got to put us in some kind of direction. I talk about putting us in some kind of direction. I'll kick things off properly, lads. I'll kick things off properly. Oh, the Maras, how's it gone? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 138. And if you haven't already guessed, as always, I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the free men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm joined by Max, Liam and Wills. Thank you for joining us once again, gentlemen. Thank you. No worries, mate. Thanks for having us back. Happy to be back. Be back, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's been a difficult week full of ups and downs for, for Carlisle United fans, unfortunately. Uh, Liam, you were on the road uh, to Blackpool. Max, did you manage to get a ticket in the end? No, I didn't, no. Right. I'm glad okay. I didn't as well. Probably for That's the best, okay. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. We'll we'll hear all about Liam's um you know experience in Blackpool. I'm sure we've probably all seen the, the viral video of the, the young lad not being allowed to go back into the pub and uh, sort of swinging and missing against the bouncer. Oh. It's you know, it's 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 all a bit embarrassing, but every fan base has them like at the end of the day, and you know, it's just our turn, isn't it, to 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 be in the spotlight for for that kind of behaviour, unfortunately. We don't condone any of that behaviour because, uh, you know, but it, it is it is sometimes quite funny uh, to see it. But I'll tell you what is actually funny, gentlemen. It's the Blue Army podcast, Joke of the Week. <laughs> I think he's trying to. It's it, the it, Blue it, Army it, podcast, Joke of the Week. I bet you didn't know where I was going with that, did you? Oh, no, not a clue. I didn't know, <laughs> I to be fair. 
<laughs> but uh, lads, the joke this week is as follows: What do you call a horse that lives next door? Neighbor. Neighbor. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> neighbor. Exactly. <laughs> Well done, lads. Well done. <laughs> it's a nice, easy one this week, but nonetheless, uh, incredibly enjoyable as always. And something else that's always enjoyable is the part of the show where we all get to find out what's been happening here. And what's been happening in the League One Roundup with Liam and Wills. Take it away, oh. lads. Well, I was going to kick us off, just uh, take a moment to say um, there's been some really troubling news that reminds us all that, you know, it's this is a game, but it's about more than what just happens on the pitch. And sometimes really kind of like serious things happen that we all have to take a moment to reflect on. I'm, of course, talking about the disgraceful scenes at Northampton as over 7,000 people lost the Whamageddon challenge because <laughs> the Tannoy announcer played last Christmas and then got some stick for it. It's made the news. It's been all over the place. Really didn't know where you were going with yeah, that. No. <laughs> I was like, well, there's something yeah. here. Like... and sinker. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, 7,000 casualties... Is um, anyone still in? Is anyone here on the podcast? Are you lads still in? Can I somebody explain what it is? I don't know. If what I've, do you mean? What I, I knew you'd be too fucking young for this. I don't know. I I it's might have fun. heard it. I might not have done. I don't know. It's basically, it's a game of the, when the first time you hear Wham last Christmas, you're out of the game. It's called Whamageddon, basically. And it's the closest oh, okay. you can get to Christmas without hearing last Christmas. Oh, I think I'm still in then. Yeah, <laughs> do you even know what the song goes like of course I know what the song is <laughs> I don't know it's by one but you, we, we, I, I know the song yeah. well, that's I guess you're allowed it. to have the E17 version not true think, yeah. yeah that doesn't knock you out but no um, yeah so obviously off to a you know off to a real troubling start in the round <laughs> up <laughs> um, the other thing um We've got a couple of managerial changes, one new sacking, one new appointment. Uh, Liam, have you looked into anything? Um, just the fact that there's been another kind of FA Cup uh, bit of drama there as well. Oh, yes. uh, was it, uh, yeah, Forest Green Rovers are going to have to replay their game against Scarborough because they, they broke a rule similar to what, I think Barnsley did um, when they not... got kicked out, but they weren't. But they weren't kicked out of the league like Barnsley were. I know it's a different rule, and they're, it's they're not clear. Is it a different rule? I mean, I, I read it, but I couldn't work out where the. I think they fielded an ineligible player, Isn't but that... for a they they were ineligible for a different reason. Oh, okay, as to what Barnsley, which for me is crap because you know yeah. they, they've pretty much broken the exact same rule, and instead of being booted out of the cup, they now just get to beat Scarborough again. Yeah. Which you know, I think is a little bit. It's a little. It's, you know, you know I, I mean, they might not beat them but again. They got a replay. Was, yeah. Yeah, they now have to replay was, the game. Whereas it, it was same already thing a Barnsley, replay. But they out. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was already a replay. Right. So yeah, so they'd already kind of played them twice. So there's, I mean, Scarborough will probably feel that there's every chance of them getting through this time, and then they'll play Blackpool. Um. The Forest Green players were actually on their way to Blackpool when the game was called off because of this. So, bit odd timing, really. It's um, not entirely fair. Inconsistency, on the fans. isn't it? The fans are the last people the FA and things think about in these yeah. kind of things. It's just. It's another stupid rule that nobody even knew had been broken, um, which somebody's managed to flag up. Um, and they've just given a completely different punishment as to what a different club got earlier on in the season. It's an absolute farce. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, the likes of Barnsley who got chalked out of the cup because of this or, or, or feel hard done by, but, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it but... is what it is. Um, also... Cambridge United, um, we said that they'd sacked Mark Bonner. I think that was mentioned in our last episode. 
Um, but they've now they've appointed Neil Harris, Ooh. who was at Gillingham this season. I think we actually mentioned, even though it's League Two, I think he actually got a mention when Gillingham sacked him because thought Gillingham were doing fairly well under him. Yeah. Um, so obviously ambitious and he wasn't living up to their lofty ambitions. But now at Cambridge, I mean, you'd have to say that's a decent appointment by them. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, sorry, I was looking for a response. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd have to say, does, any, does anyone have any views on whether that's a decent appointment by Cambridge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, used, he, he, he used to manage Millwall. He's an experienced manager. And like I say, we've... You know, we thought he was doing a good job at Gillingham, but they obviously want even more. Um, and there's been another casualty as well. Uh, Burton Albion, who have lost four in a row and sit four points above the relegation zone, have parted ways with Dino Mamria uh, after defeat by Dino Mamria's former club, Stevenage. Um, so they're now have an assistant ma- uh, sorry they have a caretaker manager in place for the next match and who is that against Burton is that last team that we beat that um, it's a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there um, anything else that you've got Liam no that's all I've got sound Apart from the fact that Burton's next match is it's Oxford. That's the Oxford. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like plenty of managerials ins and outs at the moment. Uh, it is that time of the season though where things are gonna get a bit choppy. And there are obviously a few Carlisle United fans that this week were actually calling for the manager's head. We will go on no, 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 about I'd... the news a little <laughs> bit later on. We have to report on this kind of thing. We'll tell we'll, we'll you know, we'll tell everybody what side of the sword that we we all lie on. I'm pretty I sure. I don't I... think it's a thing. I don't think people are actually wanting the manager to be sacked. I've seen I mean I've seen first hands like you know actual people saying it and like putting it publicly on Facebook and stuff saying like simmer out basically. So I've, I mean I've seen face- it. Facebook isn't a place for Sensible human beings, you know, it's, no, it's, of it's, course it isn't, but well, like, you know, it's that we're sensible human beings, <laughs> <laughs> it stirs things, it stirs things, and uh, you know, we're stirring something up that we don't need to stir up just yet, but we've just found out what's been happening here, what's been happening there in the league one roundup with Liam and Will. So well done, gentlemen. Well done this week. Uh, obviously, a fair bit of news to actually cover. Um, unfortunately, I just feel like, you know, we're, we're really not as clued up on this division still in League One, the sort of managerial ins and outs and stuff like that. And, you know, that's why we're a bit useless to comment sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> it's not a reflection on the job that you're doing. <laughs> it's a reflection on the lack of knowledge on my side. Um I'll put it down to Zoom. It's it's difficult to end a piece and then like wait for a response because people don't necessarily know whether you're actually waiting for them to respond or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always I've always figured like the way to do it kind of be direct and put people's names on the end of sentences because if I don't, then you kind of like you're right, you do sort of like that's why I'm not the host. (laughs) (laughs) You you always feel bad about putting someone on the spot, don't you? So I'll do I'll I'll take that in mind next time and Start asking some direct questions. It put us on the spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forces into an opinion. Um, but no, I mean, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we weren't very good at sort of like battling backwards and forwards uh, for the League One roundup. But uh, something else I'm also really sorry about is is this, uh, because it's the one time of the show that uh, I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Get away, Max. Thank you very much. So this week I've got um, a comment from a user on Instagram called DKH.watches. Um, so this was a comment left on the post I did last week. I uh, got quite a few responses from it. Um, so it's quite a long message. It addresses quite a few points. So I'll just read it all out and then we can have a talk about it. So it says, the amount of times I've not I've not been able to spend money at the games is unreal. The queues are mental, slow, unorganised and uninterested staff don't help. Bring the catering back in-house and have more places to buy from. They'd make way more money. Players need adding to the squad sharpish. Avoiding relegation is the 
is of the utmost importance this season. Is avoiding relegation a million pound idea? <laughs> <laughs> all of, all of his stuff added together I'd take probably cost yeah, it probably cost more than a million. Um <laughs> let's see we'll spend and get the players we need. I guarantee we'll do well. We'll look at you of him as a manager. And and listen to his ideas. He's got some great ones on building the club long term. I'd also look at tickets on pricing. Surely higher gates at slightly reduced ticket price would be better for the club. Not all revenue is taken from gate money. How about half price tickets for the waterworks, for example? What happened to the free tickets for schools and local football teams? Yeah, that's a good point. Get those kids interested and hopefully they'll be coming back. That's it. That's the comment. I mean, I mean, like uh, you know, it's, it's a big, like you said, it's a big comment, so you kind of have to break it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you do. And a lot yeah. of it does. A lot of it does link together. Um, obviously, if you if you do take the catering in house, like so, the reason the reason that I got told basically when I was working there, the reason they don't like doing discount tickets is because the people that lose out of the club, the clubs, the people that lose out because they don't have the catering. So if they have yeah. higher ticket sort of like numbers and they're giving fifty percent away, they're just losing money most of the like most of the time they do that. If they did take the catering in house, obviously the greater numbers would mean more people spending money on catering. Mm. So it would make more sense for them to do that, that kind of thing. Also just taking catering in house just makes a hundred percent sense because what's the point in splitting the pot if you don't have to? Um, yeah. so yeah. like that's that's my opinion when it comes to the sort of like hospitality side of things and and running that kind of thing it'd be interesting to see where that goes because the the catering company that has the contract i mean the last i heard of it it's a season by season thing so it'd be interesting to see like at the end of the season if you know if if they do sort of take it in-house but it's well, not yes. something that's necessarily in the control to do right now and it is quite difficult to sort of organize that kind of thing you know you need literally 150 200 sort of like members of staff because not everyone's availability is is the best so you need to be able to swap and change people out you've got people working the kiosks the bars the um you know the raffles and uh, uh the the waiting on tables in foxes and the hospitality areas and all there's the, the container bars and and there's all kinds of different areas where, where they you know it takes a while to recruit your own staff and so yeah like, i guess if they were gonna like bring it in house and start recruiting their own staff as well then they've got to kind of consider whether they should have somewhere where they can cater to people throughout the week or you know is it you know is it financially viable to have your own catering staff all employed by the club when it's only like food for the players and like the one day a week when there's actual or we you know one day every couple of weeks when there's actually a lot of customers about like um yep. is you know is the are the club able to get like week round use of things like foxes? I mean, that's that's I mean, that's the next challenge, isn't it? It's like booking, yeah. trying to get it picked up again. I always said, like, uh, when I was working there, if you've ever been in foxes, like recently in the last couple of years, they've got a big, ugly red carpet that says um, Edinburgh Woodmill on it in like yellow yeah, and kind of gold writing and stuff. Get, yeah. get and rid the, of that. It, the thing is, right? You, you can, right? It, you know, there's there's a hundred, there's there's hundreds of people, if not thousands of people in Carlisle who will be on the second wedding and the wives will let them get married at a football stadium. <laughs> <laughs> those people exist. Those people exist, right? But when that bride walks into Foxes and sees that Edinburgh Wooden Mill carpet and goes, "They're going to be in my in wedding photos," yeah. it's game over. You're not getting the wedding booking. It's not happening, and it's game over for you. You put a lovely carpet in Foxes. You've got the views. You've got the boxes. You've got nice bars. You've got the kitchen right there. You've got all the facilities you need. It's just too fucking ugly. <laughs> I've not. I've not been in. I don't think I've ever been in Foxes. Actually. Yeah, but I'm going to talk about that later on because I'm going to do like a little bit of an update on what Patayakas have been talking about making improvements on and yeah. like that as well. Yeah. What else was he talking about? Obviously, I um, think it's a good point to get Simo involved because he is kind of Mr. Carlisle and he is in terms of like, you know, what he'll share and his views and stuff more than just the manager. Hmm. So that's another thing the comment said. It was just listen to Simo, listen to his ideas. Um, it's just things we've talked about before. Obviously, the players yeah. we've talked about that so much. Getting new players in in January, yeah. and the player um, tags do seem like they probably are listening to him. Yeah, they were. They should be. Um, it sounds like they're quite involved. Um, 
And then the one at the end was quite interesting to me because it said what happened to the free tickets for schools. So that suggests that um, they, they that doesn't happen anymore. But obviously, I don't know. But I remember getting free tickets yeah. when I was younger. Well, yeah. it's it's that section just to the left of the main stand, and I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it always seems like there are kids up there, but maybe at the moment those are paying to be there. So I, I don't know whether they're actually getting them for free or not. It's a good initiative, though, because yeah. it's like the shirts for sevens thing as well. Do they do they still do that? Um, I, think I, don't know about so. that. Yeah, I don't think so. That was like half time, isn't it? To yeah. Kind of bring some kid on and. Yeah, like at Carlisle, even at Carlisle City, they have like the Sunday League team or something of the week that comes down. They walk out with the players. There's like a, you know, there's yeah. eleven kids having an experience or fifteen kids having an experience, and, and you can get yeah. like, out of it. Like they some, do get like, to play on the pitch is one direction, time. but you can do Sunday League teams as well and invite those lads down there mm. as well. And, yeah, for a bit of a different vibe to the schools. Well, the, like, the Sunday League team. Buster lads, and no Jimmy football. start coming out. <laughs> you know, you know football, don't they? The Sunday League yeah. lads. So it'll be a bit. They're not, they're not like you fell over. You fell over. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. get them in young in it. That's always been the the initiative in it. Get the get them in young. Get them support. Well, the, yeah, there was a period where, where, like, after Keith Curl, maybe during where. A lot of the crowd at Brunton Park was quite old, I thought. Like, mm. there wasn't that many kids about. So, yeah. yeah. Bring those bring those initiatives back, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's good to kind of time that with, like, what's going on with the, with the younger demographic at Brunton Park at the moment, with the Warwick Road lads and all that kind of thing. It's a good time to, like, start thinking about that again. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's basically things we've covered before, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, that that'll um wrap Is it things the up for this week. The that. Again? No, it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> they need their weekly mention. Yeah, no. Pe- <laughs> people have um, I mean, calmed down about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, because things have been happening, haven't there? There's been a few developments yeah. down there. Yeah, in, in the and if it hadn't been if, if it hadn't been for Max, that wouldn't have happened. Exactly. But exactly. so just yeah. to let you know, like. We can we can actually have an effect on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max can <laughs> the one normal. <laughs> but uh, no, thanks very much, uh, Max. And uh, but unfortunately, I still have to apologise because it's the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Uh, we're not sure if there's going to be more next week, so we might we might pull out the old football manager thing next week, lads. If uh, has anyone got this year's football manager? I have not. No, no but you can get it with I Netflix, haven't. can't you? I haven't had it for right. a few years. What do you say, Max? You say you have it? I don't have it. No, no. but we can all do the <laughs> Netflix thing, right? Um, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, two oh, yeah, of, I forgot. I completely forgot. Two, at least that. two of us will start playing some football manager on Netflix, and we'll we'll do like I don't know. Like a, a week at a time or something like that. Or like mm-hmm. two weeks at a time. Otherwise, it won't go fast enough, will it? So we'll have to do like two weeks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll figure it, we'll figure that out for uh, next week. Uh, we'll move on to the Blues news. That's right. Carlisle United related news time. And I'll kick things off with the unfortunate news that a recent addition, or at least the, um, what's the right word for this? The, uh, the, Opportunity at an addition fell through very recently for Carlisle United. Uh, goalkeeper Ross Stewart was going to sign after training with the club for several weeks, but unfortunately, due to the fact that it would have been under dual registration uh, or, or along those lines, it's already registered with the club, basically. It's a bit of an oversight that uh, you would have thought would have been caught, unfortunately. Uh, I can imagine Greg Abbott's reaction uh, when he found out. Eh? What the hell? What's going on? Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> you can you can imagine how frantic he was on the phone, uh, but no, that deal's fell through, so there won't be uh, at least Ross Stewart joining the team uh, any point in the recent future. So Carla United, or at least you know Paul Simpson, has came out and said that it's time for them to start looking at other targets. And uh, you know there was other targets at the radar. Maybe it opens the door once again for those rumours of uh, Mark Gillespie to come back uh, potentially. But uh, we'll see how things uh, continue with that interesting development as obviously now we have that little bit of extra money to recruit that little bit of higher calibre potentially. Uh, In other Blues news, uh, Paul Simpson 
came out right after the Blackpool game and criticised a section of the Carlisle United supporters for, well, basically berating him. Um, he said it was abusive language that was completely unnecessary. And then after a flood of support over the weekend from what Paul Simpson has since called true Carlisle United supporters in a statement he made, he made a thank you uh, statement to Carlisle United supporters that basically support him. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of turmoil, unfortunately. There's, uh, there's, there's was some abuse aimed at Paul Simpson. Lads, surely not. Right, we're not, we're not, we're, <laughs> we're not considering taking Paul Simpson out at any point this season. You know, he wouldn't be in League Two if it wasn't for Paul Simpson's impact on the club. And obviously, we're so close to a potential huge investment into the squad that's going to make a very big impact. It would be absolutely stupid to consider sacking the manager at this point, don't you think, Liam? Yeah, no, you can't sack the manager, uh, and why? Well, I, I don't get why people are considering it. To be honest, I, I don't think people are considering it really. Apart from like a, you always get the handful of idiots, but you know, we'd genuinely be quite possibly not even a football league club without him. So to be struggling a little bit in League One with the budget of like a what bottom half League Two club that you know it's. I've I've got no problem with it. Even if we went down to League Two, and even if we went down again after that, I'd still want Paul Simpson in charge. <laughs> okay, that's a lot of that's a lot of faith. That's a lot of faith. But uh, certainly, I don't think there would be anyone better for the job if Carlisle United did, you know, knock on wood, end up going down. Like you know, whatever the thing you're supposed to do is to not jinx yourself. If Carlisle United did end up going down, then there's no one better to get Carlisle United promoted from League Two into League One. Then. Paul Simpson, isn't that right, Max? Yeah, I think so. He's he's done it well twice with us, hasn't he? So, um, and yeah, obviously tensions are quite high um, after the game on Saturday. And I think to be fair, on the on the night, I was like backing him all the way, but I do think that his choice of words was probably a bit a bit wrong, really, in hindsight. Yeah. Um, but I think he kind of probably realizes that and. He was obviously quite annoyed. It was right after the game when he got interviewed. So um, I can kind of forgive it, but there's there's two sides to it, I think. But yeah, if anyone's saying like Paul Simpson needs the sack, then like I said on Instagram, just don't bother coming to Brunton Park because you won't be missed kind of thing. <laughs> well, that's true, isn't it? Like you, you want to zero in on the fact that, you know, maybe Paul Simpson didn't deal with the situation in the best way that he could have. Um. Well, I haven't heard I haven't heard his comments immediately after the match, but um, it's it's kind of inevitable that he's going to get some criticism when the club aren't doing very well, and I feel like you know a lot of the a lot of the older fans who remember him well from the first time have maybe got a better you know a better perception of him. I, I don't know who it was like. Um, you know, who's giving him the abuse, whether these were fans who are too young to remember him the first time. But look, like, I mean, Liam's probably too young to remember his first time round, and he still thinks he's God. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah so it's, 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 it's only a minority. But yeah, I mean, I would say it's, it's, it's inevitable that there'll be some people among the fan base who have no sentimentality and no kind of like, um, you know, aren't bothered by what he's done in the past. They're just it doesn't matter who the manager is. If the team is struggling, they're gonna say change the manager. That's right. But on this podcast, we're all very much united in a front that says in Simo we trust. I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll move on to some ex Blues news, gentlemen, and uh, two. Cumbrians have been highly praised this week. One from their manager and another from a match of the day pundit. Firstly, I'd say about James Trafford, who put on a hell of a performance for Burnley this past weekend and got himself some praise from Vincent Kompany uh, for making what he said was his best Premier League game so far. And then Jared Branthwaite, um, 
Had a great display for Everton, but was singled out by Micah Richards on Match of the Day for praise, calling for him to potentially be considered for a full England international call-up. Now, to speculate about Trafford and... Jared Branthwaite. We we enjoy it here on the Blue Army podcast. We do, especially Branthwaite, because you know there's a bit of money and there's a bit of juice involved in that one. But I mean, just to put my two pence into the situation, I don't think Jared Branthwaite is going to make a full England cap in the very near future because I think he's gonna he's been pigeonholed into the England the 21s captaincy for at least the next year or two, I think. And it's gonna be quite hard to take him out of that. And Gareth Southgate likes seasoned under 21 players to come through into the England squad. He doesn't like to sort of like steal them through necessarily. Um, so I, f- I feel like personally he's going to end up in the under 21 squad for a little bit longer, unfortunately, before he gets that first potential big cap in the first team. Lastly, in Carlisle United related news, though, gentlemen, is the impact of the Pataiaks once again raining through for all to see at Brunton Park. Recently this week, there has been adverts to add to the backroom staff for a data analyst. And yes, gentlemen, of course I've applied. <laughs> no, of course I haven't. Is that, is that in addition to the guy we've had previously? Is it like, because was it Jacob it's- Blythe? It's in a, it's in a, it's an addition, yeah. It's an addition. So they're looking to add more to that backroom staff and data analyst yeah, uh, capacity. So obviously new developments with the squad. Moneyball, uh, moneyball. But yeah, that's it. Tom Pataik though did come out and make some quite moneyball esque statements in in an in a interview that he did with BBC Radio Cumbria, basically saying that you know looking at stats is a huge part of sports for him, and that is what a model that he's going to be basing the recruitment off, which is why they want to instantly invest in this kind of analyst position for the club going forward it's going to be an important thing when it comes to transfers in the very recent future and also portaloos have been spotted off the warwick road end bow that's right there's been some waterloo <laughs> additions uh happening to the warwick road end the instant <laughs> impact that has happened from the pataiaks under the influence of the watchful eye of max's million pound idea the warwick is finally having <laughs> some improvements made to the toilet gentlemen i don't mean to grumble or anything though but uh it, it, you know, it, it's port a lose. It's nothing permanent for now, uh, but it, it is port a lose an instant improvement to the Warwick Road end. Or would you like the opportunity to have said goodbye? Um, well, I haven't used the port a lose yet. I'm, um, haven't used the old toilets in a long time, so <laughs> they're still I'm available. Kind of, yeah, still I thought accessible. they were closed off. I'm kind of ambivalent about the whole thing, but <laughs> you know, if they, I think they are. I think they hinted that they are going to do something in the space that the toilets are currently in, like, um, you know, probably put a roof on and some proper plumbing in and stuff. <laughs> you never know they might put some kind of bar with some proper toilet facilities like to one side instead uh, obviously we don't we still don't know what's happening down there but we can see instant impact and instant improvements of festival style portaloos that'll be in usage for the warwick road end they're a lot better to be fair than the festival ones oh nice okay even yeah. like they're quite po- they're quite posh ones actually all right okay um... cumberland show toilets then. <laughs> <laughs> i imagine so yeah i mean not got the same kind of heavy uses, the types of use that festival toilets get. Absolutely. Be, <laughs> I'd, I'd hate to be the person that has to empty those toilets, though, if there's not any pro- there won't be any proper plumbing put in. So, you know, that's going to be a horrible regular job. I don't like just pull up a tanker to it and, like, I've seen them do it at festivals. Oh, right, okay. They just drive up alongside it, put a big tube in. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, they're, they're not carrying like buckets back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is the, the Carlisle United related news this week, gentlemen. And before we dive into playing the game with the longest name, we're going to have a Quick word from a couple of our sponsors. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. 
If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. All right, gentlemen, here we go. It's time to play the game with the longest name. That's right, it's time for the Blue Army Podcast. FIFA, higher or lower, which also contains one equals now relating to their overall rating on a certain year of FIFA. And this time... It's FIFA 18. That's right, gentlemen. We're going to pick up where we left off last week. And uh, before we kick things off, it's time to decide the running order for things this week and who gets to go first, second (laughs) and third. And so once again, I'm on the spot and I'm going to ask you to give me your favourite breakfast cereal. That's right. We're going to start with Max. Um, Weetabix. Weetabix. The cereal. Okay, Liam. Strong stuff. Um, Shreddies. Shreddies is strong. Knitted Will. No. Crunchy nut corn flakes. Oh damn! Will for the win. <laughs> the crunchy nut corn flakes. <laughs> very quickly by the Weetabix yeah. and Shreddies. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. in last position. Shreddies. <laughs> I'll stand by Shreddies till the end. Oh, don't blame you. They're not that bad, but you know, it was it's a difficult competition wheat. for Shreddies. It was a difficult, you know, the group of death for Shreddies. It really was. <laughs> uh, but we're going to pick things off where we left things last week, and obviously, Will and your crunchy nut corn flakes. Yeah. You're going to be going first. Uh, we left things last week with Tom Miller, who has an overall rating of 61 and uh, we're going to move on 61 (laughs) you are it always seems to be 61 (laughs) (laughs) it was last week well remembered yeah we started with kelvin at two last week um but it's tom miller on 61 and uh we're going to move on to see higher or lower than tom miller mark ellis mark ellis i it's uh, it's a tough one it's a tough one um Read about being about the lower leagues, Mark Ellis. Um, um, I mean, part of me wants to say like I did last time and jump straight in with the even Stevens again, but I'm not. Have we, have we already used the even Steven? We have already found. Oh, is it Stevens? Oh, yeah, of course. So, Liam no, gonna... successfully diverted around. Uh, I forgot that it was a carry on from what, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say lower. You're gonna say lower. You're out, I'm afraid, oh, Will. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Mark Ellis was higher than Tom Miller, but we're going to move on still. There's still one opportunity left for you. Is it, it's, Mark, it's Max. It's Max. From Mark Ellis, higher or lower than Mark Ellis, Reggie Lamb. Um, I think Reggie Lamb was like... Oh, no, you can't give hints anymore, can you? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go lower. Gonna say lower for Reggie Lamb. And I thought there was gonna be a second casualty, but you've managed to avoid it, mate. Well done. We're gonna move on. Higher or lower, Liam, than Reggie Lamb. Jack Bonham. Um Christ, I don't even know. Lower. Gonna say lower. And you'd be correct, mate. Well done. You're still in the game, lads. We're starting to make our way through the squad. We're at the halfway point, in fact, of the FIFA 18 squad. Higher or lower than Jack Bonham, Max? Luke Joyce? Um, I think Jack Bonham was like pretty low, so I'm going to go high. Going to say high for the, for the homegrown talent of Luke Joyce. And you'd be correct, mate. Well done. We continue through. It's over to Liam again. Higher or lower than Luke Joyce? Cole Stockton. Paul Stockton is l- lower. And you've said lower. You're locked in on lower. Yes. Gonna be right. And it's wrong, I'm afraid. Oh. I'm sorry, lads. I'm gonna put a cross right where we were. It didn't last all that long that time. Unfortunately, no, no but uh, it's, it's still a commendable effort. You know, I still made your way through a fair shot of the FIFA 18 squad. It's considerably more difficult than previous weeks, though. Uh, there's there's a lot more um, 
well, just difficulties in there. There's some homegrown players that are quite highly rated. Some, you know, a lot of a lot of things to stumble on. Uh, but we'll get to pick up where we left things next week on the game with the longest name. We'll move on, though, gentlemen, to the match report. Now, we all knew it was going to be difficult, okay? We all knew it was going to be difficult. And obviously, you know, I can see Liam's already going red in the face, so we're going to hand over to him very quickly. But before <laughs> we do, we're going to very quickly, as we always do, give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the game that took place this past weekend. That's right, there was Thomas Holy in nets, Emmanuel Barkley, Lavelle and Mellish across the back four with McGeoch, Moxon, McCalmont, Robinson playing in the midfield. Well, four, but it was probably more like a back five. This is just the formation I'm reading off the BBC. And then Plange and Garner uh, playing up front as a front two. Now, obviously, Liam, you were there. I'm guessing it was more of a back I five than Liam's, a four, four, two. I think Liam's battery's gone. Oh, is it the moment Liam's battery's yeah, decided to go just gone. as soon? It's just so annoyed with the match that he's decided <laughs> he can't handle it. He just it. turned off, yeah. yeah he's, walk, he's walked away. <laughs> well, just so I know, like, did, you, like, did you end up watching it on, like, iFollow or anything like that? Like, did you, you got a dodgy uh, you, I, you couldn't do it. You got to no. listen to it. Yeah, oh, okay. I was mean, that I listened you got, to. Yeah, just got radio. I listened to the first half, and then I got to my parents' house, and I don't actually have a radio, so oh, enough, yeah. just watching Sky Sports <laughs> football, you uh, know, video I'll... printer thing, and to be honest, it didn't seem like I missed much. No, it well, to like... be fair, I ended up going to watch Carlisle fucking City get beat four 0 So uh, <laughs> I mean, it seems like um, for the first bit that I listened to, at least until Blackpool scored. Uh, the commentators on the radio were fairly complimentary about how we'd started the game. Um, when uh, and obviously Blackpool scoring with a you know a, an error from Thomas Holy. Um, you know at the time the commentators were like, "Oh, Carlisle started so well, and you know they're really in this game, and that's going to take the wind out their sails." Um, Rest of the first half, then not quite as complimentary. And then second half, I just saw the goals come in. But I can only presume that things were pretty dire from what I've heard. Um, Obviously, didn't have much of a chance on goal. Yeah. I mean, you say that, though, but Carlisle did record uh, a fair few chances on goal. Just uh, you know, Quite towards the end, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they did they did sort of, like, start to, to pepper. Uh, but, obviously, Blackpool were, you know, in the recline, sort of, like, sitting yeah. back and allowing Carlisle to, to, to press forward. But, uh, yeah, 22nd minute, it's, uh, it's a gift of a goal, unfortunately. Uh, Thomas Hoyley just comes out, completely whiffs it. We all know he's got a mistake or two in his game, and, and we all know that the... The, the goalkeeper recruitment is is a big, big thing for Paul Simpson uh, to have to tackle. Uh, Max, what can you say about this? You know, you, you, you like Thomas Holly, don't you? We all like Thomas, but, you know, he's got this in his game, hasn't he? And, you know, it just it can't do in a relegation fight. And, and when you're going for promotion and you're scoring loads of goals and your goalkeeper makes a mistake, you can kind of laugh it off. It's fine, 3-1, that's not a problem. But when it, when, when you're losing games, it's not as funny, is it? Yeah, exactly. Um, listen, I think I think that game at the weekend, if you know, it wasn't already nailed down. I think Simo's kind of fully decided now from that that the next keeper he brings in is gonna be the starter for him. I mean, he he probably thought that anyways, but um, yeah, like you say, if, if we're scoring loads, it's fine. But yeah, we're not scoring at all really at the minute. Um, so like obviously yeah. any any costly mistakes from him or. When it was Anderson, it just gets highlighted more. And to yeah. be fair, I think we would have lost anyways. But and obviously, if we like, if we were up at the top end of the table, scoring more than you can say, like doesn't matter as much if the keeper makes a mistake. We probably don't yeah. really have keepers that you know. If you're gonna have a keeper that doesn't make mistakes, it's probably because you're one of the bigger teams at this level. So it's it's you know it's a bit of a catch twenty two when you're in a relegation battle that you know you you know you're gonna end up with these moments where you feel like this shouldn't happen, but kind of the reason they do happen is because you know you're a team down at the bottom end of the table, and these are the sort of you know these the players that you get are gonna have more mistakes in them. Yeah, I just uh, don't Liam... think the players are good enough. To be fair, a lot of them. Is it Liam's back. Liam's back. Us? 
Liam's back on <laughs> us, and uh, we can we hear him and down. everything, so that's, that's all good. Uh, I was basically, uh, beforehand, I was saying um, on the BBC, it looks like a 4-4-2, but I'd imagine, you know, what you were seeing in front of you was a 5-3-2. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it was, it, 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 most of the time it was a back 10. <laughs> um, to be honest, there was there was it wasn't really a formation. It was just defend, 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 constantly in your own half. Though I don't, I genuinely, I yeah, it, you can say it was a back five, but it was probably more than that. It was probably more of a, you know, back six with McGee dropping it. It it was just defend for our lives for the vast majority of that game. So I honestly, I honestly couldn't tell you what formation he was trying to go for in an ideal world. I mean it. Carlisle, at least, you know, they, they they got through the first half. It was just it's just one goal down. You're still in a game, you know, you can get yourselves in and, and, and that's when the manager can have a bit more influence and maybe turn you around. And uh, you know, Liam, again, you were there. Did uh, did you see any improvement when Carlisle came out for the second half? Well, they couldn't get much worse. Um <laughs> I I think immediately after the second half, we were just as poor as we were in the first. But after about five minutes of that second half, I, I you know, we, we started to get into it a bit more. And I think that's more a case of because Blackpool kind of felt a little bit sorry for us. Or, well, not Knox felt sorry for us, but, you know, <laughs> but went no. down into second gear because they didn't need to do anything really after that point. And yes, we got a couple of good attacks. Uh, Sean Maguire missed a very good chance when he came on. Um, and, and we played a little bit better, but nothing to write home about. And when you're already 3-0 down, well, I suppose 2-0 down as it was at the time, you know, you can say we've improved, but it's it's too late at that point. And Blackpool just kind of let us because they knew we didn't really have much of an attacking threat. I mean, there's a, there's an air of luck about the second goal as well. The way it just sort of comes straight back off the post, straight into you know the most experienced goal scorer on the pitch, unfortunately in Rhodes. Um, and then again, he just kind of puts the game to bed. But you know, Carlisle United did look to attack a little bit uh, before that third deadly goal went in, as you've quite rightfully said. There just isn't enough quality, Max. You've already said that. Uh, Will, I'm pretty sure we've all kind of mentioned mm-hmm. the fact that recruitment is going to be a huge thing going forward. And uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to hear what a lot of the listeners have to say. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of choice opinions that Max has to cover. Liam, I don't know if you've got anything from your YouTube comments. Yeah, I've got, I've got a well. couple. So uh, there's a couple of comments on both ends. So uh, yeah, I guess who wants to go first? I'll let Liam go first. No, oh, okay. Just grab that. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, to be honest, my video really devolved into talking about Simo's comments more than they did about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the comments are about Simo. Um, Chris Welch, you know, long-time subscriber, said, 100% faith in Simo. Simpson taking aim at the supporters isn't on, even if he's right. It's never a good idea to have a go at people who pay good money to come and watch us get battered every week. And let's be real, he still picks gross-like plunge. I think that's when to say dross. <laughs> uh, who he thinks are good enough Moxon who've been crap all season and drops out best player Gibson to the bench and thinks the batterings of Reading and Blackpool weren't due to a lack of effort sorry Paul but you've been delusional when you say that need to stop holding Abbott's hand and accepting the dross he suggests to sign uh, yeah you know not it's... grammatically great but but you get I mean... you get the uh, you get the idea yeah it's come yeah, up yeah. a lot that the uh, thing about um, the signings and are uh, Abbott and Simo responsible for the fact that we don't have, let's just say, without singling out players that aren't good enough, we don't have enough players that are quality at this level. But I don't know. I think I feel anyway that. I think we It's more a know, budget thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's that's what keeps coming up. I don't think, yeah, I don't think Abbott or Simo are going out there and, like, with all due respect to him, and I think he has had a few good games, I don't think he's kind of come in and said, this Luke Plange lad, he's going to come in and be your main striker. <laughs> yeah, you can actually probably, like, fifth or sixth choice, something like that. You know, yeah, it... he's more of a winger as well than a striker, Plange. Yeah, yeah, there was there's quite a few comments sort of um saying that they won't plunge out and on all this and but like I think Simo said in his fair. interview, like he's a twenty year old lad and it's like 
it's kind of out of order, really, because he's not really supposed to be a starting eleven player at this this stage in his development. But yeah, like Liam, a lot of the comments I got were mainly about Simo. All of them were um, um, just basically saying that you have to stick with him, um, yeah. and that yeah. basic basically criticising any abuse that he was getting. Um, yeah, we'd be playing in the FA Trophy today if it wasn't for Simo. Disappointing so far this season, but we shouldn't be in League One and definitely wouldn't be without Simo. A lot of the themes of it as well was like, you know, potentially we got promoted a bit earlier than expected and, you know, maybe lacked in a bit of preparation in that in that way through no fault of our own, really. I think it's just um, lack of finances to put together yeah, a strong thing, enough squad for, yeah. for to stay up, wasn't it? You know, it's like you know, it's just a lack of options for them to 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 be able to bring in yeah. decent players, and yeah. you know, then you got to think McGeoch as well just got injured day one, unfortunately, like when he walked in the door. So he he's been out for a long time, and he's obviously a, he's got some quality in him. Um, I think too many eggs were put in the Maguire basket as well. Probably um, the so. amount the amount of money that obviously he's. He's allegedly on a week. Uh, he should be scoring it reminds top me of, every other game, to be honest, at this point. It reminds me a lot of the Zach Clough situation, that one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, I think he's better than Zach Clough, at least. Yeah, he is. But yeah. There's, I mean, there's. Different it did player. raise eyebrows that Gibson didn't start. Um, but I guess, obviously, that's part of the game plan. But when you concede early on and then again in the second half, um, you know, the game plan sort of goes out the window. So, you, you know, whatever reason, you know, Gibson was dropped to the bench for, you know, as soon as we, you know, we're 2-0 down, that's no longer relevant anymore. So, you know, any kind of, like, ideas of maybe he's kind of, like, planned that, that Gibson's going to do well against uh, a tiring late-game Blackpool... <clears throat> You know, I say, you know, it's 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 no longer gonna look that way. You know, when he does come on, so you you can kind of like almost can't I can't really speculate what the reason was, but it was probably a reason that would have looked a lot better had it worked, as most things. But yeah, I mean, like there does seem to be plans afoot. You know, there does yeah. seem to be Simo's trying things out. Definitely, you know, he, he's still looking for his 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 best eleven, though. Unfortunately, I think, and uh, at this stage of the season, uh, going into January, it's going to make it, you know, <laughs> the door very saloon like. You know, <laughs> yeah, it'll make it it'll make it easier Hopefully. for him to kind of drop people and bring people in. There's, you know, there's not many players there that could. You know, feel that their position's not up for grabs. So, think um, you know we can we can we can go out in the transfer window and you know hopefully just bring in as many players as we need to you know to get our squad up to standard. And I said this before as well. I think if you bring in a bit more experience, <clears throat> I think there are players in the squad that would improve in the right team. Mm-hmm. You know that's, the likes, that's right, yeah. the, the likes of Jack Armour and Owen Moxon aren't being helped by the fact that they're now in a squad where they're considered among the star players when they've never even played at this level before. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. It must be difficult, like yeah. So you you think like bringing in? I mean, even with people out like Huntington being injured, it, I I feel like you know we've definitely seen an impact on that back line. I know earlier on in the season, um, Liam, you were saying there's, there wouldn't be enough pace in in the back four if Huntington sort of like went back in uh, to a back four. But you know, the, the, would you would you want him back in in the back five at least? You feel like that experience is is now really important. I'd have him over Barkley. Um... And to be honest, I think you could maybe put him in a back four if you've got Melish alongside him. Um, I, I just don't think you could have like a. I think Lavelle's going to play. Like you know, he's been arguably our best centre back this season. So I don't think you can play Lavelle Huntington in a back four because that's just not enough pace. Um, but if you play in a back five of Melish, Lavelle, Huntington, I think that's probably the strongest. You know, you can get as a back three. Max, do you think the same? Or do you think Huntington could maybe fit into a to a back four? 
Yeah, obviously he's got really good experience at this at this level and higher, but um, I think it'd be dangerous to just rely on that. I think I agree with Will in that we need to kind of look at bringing in probably four or five League One players with a lot of League One experience at least. Yeah, and, definitely um, one up front. Yeah. yeah. But we could Before. probably do with one at the back just because of Huntington's injury and the fact that we have started shipping goals and although Lavelle has been our best player, if you were going to pick an area of the pitch that we could just <clears throat> pack with a bit of experience, then you know you might go for defence just to kind of like shore up that, you know, stop us conceding as many goals and, you know, stop the... You know, keep the you know keep games from just getting away from us, which they have seemed to start doing of late. I love that absolutely nobody's even considered dropping or replacing Mellish. Like that's yeah. nobody's well, even they mentioned. Because we just move him around. That's why he doesn't have to drop him. We just move him into the midfield, just like anyone else. Yeah, yeah. There's always someone else that you can drop it other than Mellish. You know, like, I mean, you can move I'm, him around. And think drop about bringing else. people in, but not necessarily thinking ahead as to what our starting lineup would be with these players. Like if we bring another defender in now now you've maybe got a, a situation where Huntington and Mellish are competing for the same position, perhaps. So you know there's there's just gonna be increased I still don't know if Mellish is good enough for League One to be honest. Mm. Um like it's it's gonna be interesting January to see like how how much they're willing to give to like to make us stay up because it's gonna take some massive for us to stay up now. That's that's my opinion. Like earlier on in the season, we looked like fairly competitive and you know what's we weren't getting battered. Like, what's 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 massive? Like what change, the changes five, like to the squad five, like six, needs 16, to be yeah. at least half the starting eleven, I think. Yeah. Or at least, at least you know at least four four players. I'm replacing well, them with like. And you've got to think about we're only three already, points off safety. Apparently, we've already got one. I don't know if anyone saw that was today. We don't. Um, I haven't looked in to see if there's much speculation as to who it is, but um, according to Simo, we've got one all agreed and everything, and that's going to happen in the transfer window. So not you know not for another four games, but there is a apparently definitely that key for the good register, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think it might be. I mean, like, we talk about, like, are we going to have to go out and get another keeper now? Or this guy, we've, you know, we've had him in the building, they've trained with him. Four more games that, you know, before the window opens, are we just going to wait, wait those four games out and then bring him in? Well, we'll see after that big whiff uh, by Thomas Holloway against Blackpool. Uh, that recruitment effort might have been stepped up a little bit. And who knows, a bit more investment might have been put forward uh, to be able to recruit a slightly higher calibre of goalkeeper. Interesting developments, though, afoot. And we'll see how that develops, obviously, next week on the podcast. Gentlemen, we'll move on. Um, it's uh, you know it's impossible to give a man of the match. So uh, I imagine we're just going to move straight forward and do our predictions for next weekend's game against Northampton. Uh, Northampton beat Fleetwood Town, I believe, uh, this week. Yeah, they're really on a roll now, Northampton, because they were... They, you know, they were struggling at first, but right. up in mid-table now after a run of wins. That's right. They've managed to put together a few wins, beating uh, the likes of Cambridge and Blackpool recently, and then obviously Fleetwood uh, this weekend. Uh, they're, they're on a run. They've got three wins in three. And, uh, you know, they've gone away from where we were hoping they would be by the time we were facing them. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this run of fixtures that we've had and hopefully being able to get a few points from them. And uh, now we're running into a game against a team that are in a much higher position than we thought they were ever going to be in <laughs> uh, when we face them. It's going to be a difficult one, but it is at home. And because it's at home in front of the Carla United faithful, I'm going to say we're going to win it by two goals to one. It's going to be a hard game. It's going to be a battle, but we're going to win it by two goals to one. Uh, Liam? I think home advantage. Um, I think we're going to get a point out of it. I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. Okay, that's fair. Will? Sod it, 3-0. Hey! 
Two yeah, I think it'll be like you know, if we can start kind of, you know, if we can start just kind of get a few big results to cancel out a few of these crap results. Well, for my predictions, I'm going to go for one that I want it to be and one that I actually think. Oh, you can. So <laughs> you can one. pick. You can pick one. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll just say. I'll just say. I think yeah. we're going to lose two one. Oh. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> what? I know. That's what? why I wanted two. I wanted a positive one as well. Mate. <laughs> We're not actually meant to say what we think. We're meant to give yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a positive platform. That's what we are. I'll go um... with three nil then in that case. <laughs> you and Wills with the same prediction. I like it. <laughs> uh, but lads, before we wrap things up and finish things off, it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Let's go. Guessing the player, guessing the player, player. It's cold. Guessing the player. player, that's right, boys. It's cold. Guessing, guessing the, player. the player. It's everybody's favourite game for a reason. Awesome. That's right. And guessing this week, player. we guessing have, for some reason, entrusted Liam with the responsibility of being the clue guide once again. Now, I'm sure he understands the parameters of the game after his last performance as Clue Guide led to uh, a, a shout from a 1970s, uh, which has never been done before here on the Blue Army podcast. It needs to fall within your birth years, Liam. That's kind of the rule of the game. <laughs> Mine are also fact-checked as well. Um... Oh, well, played. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. And uh, the fixture this week is Will, the home team, versus Max, who is flying high at the top of the table at the moment after winning last week. Uh, congratulations, Max. Uh, you beat me last week. You're on a good run of form that has seen you climb to the top of the guest and the player table. Uh, this week, you come against the former champion and incredibly experienced Wills. So uh, how do you yeah. feel going into this fixture? Be all right. I think um, Wills obviously got quite a lot of knowledge, but I think he rushes into answers too fast. Will, you've been called out right there. One of your flaws has been told to the world. Is it something you uh, you agree with? Have you been blindsided by the criticism? Um, uh, no, I mean, I think I think fast's the way to do it. You know, don't you know, don't mull around because, because you know you'll just talk yourself out of the correct answer if you do that. He goes with his gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instincts. Wills is sticking to his guns there for that one, and uh, you know it's going to be an interesting fixture. Uh, the current uh, top of the table uh, contestant versus the former champion Liam. You are the clue guide, sir. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this one. Take it away, lads. Okay. Clue number one. This player joined Carlisle on loan from Newcastle. Um, I'm gonna go with Adam Campbell. Ooh. Nope. Rushed into an answer there, I see. But, but I mean, like, <laughs> I can think of a player who came on loan from Newcastle. Why not just go with it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good vibe. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm gonna message Liam what I think it is. Alex okay. Gilead. It's not that either. Ooh, that's interesting. So on a clue two, this one might give it away actually. In fact, no, I'm I'm changing the order of my clues. I'm putting that one last. Um, this guy scored. He was a striker who scored zero goals in eight league games. Was it Elias Sorensen? It is Elias Sorensen. Elias zero goal Sorensen. <laughs> well, well, well. Who did you think it was? Who did I think it was? Yeah. Oh, on the first clue, uh, uh, Alan O'Brien. I think the zero goals thing kind of give it away, especially if you. Like, know the other him. clue was that what he was, was born in Denmark. Uh, so, I mean, like oh, either of those. Going. I think yeah. either of those, Max. Would you have got it from either of them? Um, the th- probably from Denmark. Yeah, I would have got that one. But... Uh, yeah. Zero um... goals just screams Elias Sorensen. <laughs> 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 
Well, will those frustrating minutes that you spent watching Elias Sorensen not yeah. score any goals has finally <laughs> paid off for you, though, in one way or another, as you claim two points this week in guessing the player in dramatic fashion against the top of the table, Max. It, it doesn't have an immediate impact on the table, unfortunately, but it does leave you one, one point, I believe, behind Liam. Uh, the table is yet to be clarified. <laughs> but we'll figure things out. We'll figure things out maybe next week. And uh, there isn't really anything else left for us to do, gentlemen, apart from saying bye for now. For now. In a bit. Bye for now. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.